Welcome to another episode of the Dakota Resource Council podcast for Friday, April 24th. What kind of feels like March 52nd, if you think about it, ever since this COVID-19 pandemic has started. But uh, here we are last Friday in April, heading into May, and it's spring. That's a good sign for North Dakota. But it's a, it's a little different, and we've got a lot going on. And, and before this pandemic, we had a lot going on before with oil and gas and agriculture and everything else, uh, with the trade war and such. And then the pandemic hit, and everything else uh, hit the fan. I won't say what hit the fan, but it hit the fan. So uh, we uh, wanted to get one of our longtime trusted members on the uh, podcast today. Uh, we got Donnie Nelson, who's a uh, farmer, a rancher, a business owner. Uh, he just about does everything and once again i just struggle to get out of bed in the morning so uh donnie it's good to have you on the show today how are you doing sir oh pretty good thank you for having me on yeah no we've been uh, meaning to get you on and i uh, i guess since uh we're all under a quarantine uh, it is a good time to get out and uh talk to some members here on the uh, podcast I, I consider the farmers and ranchers essential workers because you you guys can't stop so i'm sure that uh between trying to get cattle to sale if if we can and and try to beat these markets and you've got spring planting you've probably stayed pretty busy as well huh yes um it's kind of went on as normal i mean we're we're not doing as as much getting out i guess you basically go to town just for your groceries and essential parts and stuff but otherwise you're kind of just going on as normal well and and like somebody said north dakota we've been social distancing since 1889 i mean (laughs) if you think about it it's uh, a lot more farms and ranches than than towns so uh, it's i grew up 20 miles south of the small town rain north dakota and that was about as uh, social distancing as you could get being on the south dakota border because let me tell you there is not much between bowman and buffalo and uh pretty wide open area so i i kind of wish i was back there right now but here we are and uh we've got some things going on and, and one of the things we want to talk about of course the the recent uh cost per barrel of oil has kind of uh, hurt the uh oil companies all around the world uh first it was russia saudi arabia iran they had squabbles and then we had the pandemic hit and people just weren't using gas as much and uh oil and and the price actually kind of scary last week uh, my roll of toilet paper was worth more than a barrel of oil and i never thought that it would come to that (laughs) but uh here we are uh Last week, we had a huge drop. Uh, Oil companies in North Dakota are scrambling, and North Dakota government apparently has panicked. That we want to keep an eye on is uh, some government officials are talking about dipping into the legacy fund uh, to help out the oil companies, Donnie. And I've heard a wide array of things from, um, you know, we have thousands of oil wells out there, and to get them back going, it costs anywhere between $25,000 and $50,000, I do believe. And I, I don't know, dipping into North Dakota's legacy fund to help out-of-state oil companies in, instead of uh, North Dakotans. I mean, we've got farmers and ranchers in need. We've got people are standing in food lines here. We have 60,000 unemployed people in North Dakota. What What do you think about all this, uh, what's going on about uh, North Dakota government uh, helping uh, oil companies bail out of this? I was one of the people that was very for this legacy fund, and I think it's, you know, we all feel for everybody, um, but the oil companies should not get a chance to dig into this legacy fund. It was started for 
it's a one-time deal. If we waste this legacy fund, we're not going to get it back. There's not going to be a boom like it was before, I don't think, ever. And it was to help the people of this state when the oil went away. Now, the oil has went away for a, a different reason than just having pumped it out of the ground, but it shouldn't change the use of the fund. Uh, just as an example, I think, you know, if you uh, if we started using just the interest off the fund, we could take maybe 2 3% of that and use for schools. We could probably cut our property taxes by 50 60%. You know, I, I just think this is a, a, a very wrong idea. The Certainly, the oil companies are hurting like everybody else, which uh, transforms into jobs. But there's definitely other ways that we can help them without jeopardizing this legacy fund, which we've so diligently built up. And, and we now see the point of having it. I think the state and the counties are going to see huge drops in um, you know the money they're getting they need to be looking at the projects they're doing and maybe saving a little money instead of spending. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, this legacy fund, I always heard, you know, uh, also being called, you know, a rainy day fund. If something comes up, or mm-hmm. some event or whatever, and I, I think both you and I, we, we talked a little Wednesday, we, we basically agreed that it's not a rainy day here. We've got a full-on monsoon, and... Um, even though we don't have a large water around us, the waves are really starting to come onto shore. And, and, and Donnie, I know it's, uh, you know, people in rural areas, I mean, through this pandemic, you know, I'm worried about the rural areas. I mean, there's not a lot of jobs to begin with, but driving through Bismarck here, the lunch lines, uh, the food bank lines at the food truck are increasingly getting larger. There's 60,000 people unemployed. Uh, people are hurting right now, and, and it is kind of scary that our uh, North Dakota government is wanting to, to bail out the oil companies first and um, not even help the, the North Dakotans who this is what the fund was made for. So I, I totally agree with you on that. And and with the monsoon and North Dakotans hurting, I think uh, North Dakota people need, need help. So there is that issue there with uh, oil and gas and... Agriculture-wise, I mean, the, the markets, we, I mean, before this pandemic, Don, I, we've, we've had weather issues. I mean, f- we've had more blizzards in the month of October than in the wintertime. Uh, we've had wet, rainy seasons, uh, the trade war with China, and now with this pandemic, and now there's a worry about food. So, you know, farmers and ranchers are really, you know, going to be needed on. I mean, I do remember a quote from you one time. It's like, when oil left North Dakota before, they went back to the farmers and ranchers and they kept the state going. And, and now here we are again. We've got farmers and ranchers uh, needing to produce the food for America. And uh, I don't know, these cattle markets are kind of, ranchers are kind of <laughs> getting it again. But what what do you make out of all this agriculture news of, of cattle markets? And, and are farmers and ranchers going to be okay in this? Or what, what do you see coming out of this pandemic? How's How's uh, North Dakota's farmers and ranchers handling this? Well, to kind of compare it to the soil, you know, we've been hit probably as hard or harder um, because we were going into this pandemic with uh, a, a long stretch of, of bad news. I mean, we've had three years ago, we had severe drought in this area. Um, in my lifetime, I've never not harvested over half my crop. 
and I did that here um, three years ago. The price, and then we have the trade war, and we have low prices, and then last year we had uh, more than half the crop didn't get harvested for excessive rain, which is just about, it's unheard of in our area. Rising prices, oil was high, so everything else, all of our inputs are high. I, I just see this as being a very, very tough time for agriculture, but going back to the statement that this is a monsoon, we all know that a monsoon will eventually go by. I think we, in being a little optimistic maybe, but down the road, I think both egg and oil will be looking at some pretty good times, I think, eventually, because uh, people will get back to normal or somewhat of a normal, and they'll be using oil, and they'll have to eat these markets. So I I think this has really shown what what we have been talking about since, for me, the 1980s, the Packer monopoly. We're seeing... Uh, you know, excessive price gouging to the the feeders and the stockers and the cow calf man. The the packers are getting record high prices. It's going up in the store, and yet we're getting less and less and less for our product. Part of that is just a supply chain deal, but it's honestly not all that. You can easily see the manipulation. And I'm one of those people that feed their calves and we are sitting, we would have sold them end of March, 1st of April. We're putting more money into them, feeding them longer, trying to, to wait this out for a better market. And it's really, it, it's really hard. It's uh, you're getting into the field, uh, farming, you're calving. And plus now you've added that job of feeding uh, they have to be fed every day, have to be looked after, and it, it's it's a uh, it's a strange time. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. And I I always when when people scroll through Facebook and they have those sponsored ads, and one of them is you know top five stressful jobs in America, and I I always kind of grip my teeth because they never mentioned farmers and ranchers because I'd have to say that's got to be one of the top stressful jobs. Because there is just nothing predictable about it. And, and what we're going through now, like you said, yeah, we will come out of it. We just need to try to stay afloat now. And, and I definitely appreciate everything that our, our, you and the rest of the North Dakota's farmers and ranchers are doing. And I mean, you you guys have been part of this state, the uh, backbone to this state for a long time. And, and, and you continually will be uh, the backbone of the state. So... Uh, just hang in there, Donnie. I, I, you've uh, been a longtime member of DRC. You've had a good, strong voice. You got a lot of things done. And, and thanks for coming on to the podcast today. We just uh, wanted to get uh, your feeling, and we're going to get many more other members' feelings on uh, what's going on and what they're doing. And, and I tell you what, too, we're also doing a little thing. We Since our organizers are not on North Dakota highways, we're trying to just see how everything, everyone's doing in this pandemic. So the next time you're uh, out feeding cattle or in the tractor, Donnie, send. I don't know if you're a big selfie guy, but try to take a selfie and send it in to me. We we got to show our faces out to everyone since we uh, probably won't be seeing everyone in large groups for a while. So so if you ever can think of that, do that. And for the rest of you DRC members, uh, whatever you're doing to get through this pandemic, just take a selfie, let us know, and uh, maybe we can put it on Facebook. That's uh, one way for all of us to see each other. But. Uh, 
Donnie, uh, you have wise words today. I, I appreciate it. Uh, all your comments on what's going on in oil and agriculture. And uh, you just hang in there. And uh, I may have to call you for a round of beef then. We'll just go straight from farm to home then. Uh, try to beat these markets. Yeah, that would be nice. Yes, it would. <laughs> and everybody stay strong. We'll come out the other end of this as we always have stronger than before well said sir all right well thanks for joining the program today that is your dakota resource council podcast for this week next week we'll just uh draw a name out of the hat and see who we can find we just want to check in on drc members and uh like donnie said we will come out of this on the other end and uh hopefully we can have one big drc party in the park by the river that'd be great all right we'll catch you all next week on the drc podcast